0: You're listening to A Real Piece of Work. (laughs) I probably shouldn't say it that way. You're listening to A Real Piece of Work, a jobs podcast for aspiring professionals brought to you by WVIK, Quad Cities NPR, and Junior Achievement of the Heartland. Now here's your hosts, Matt and Joy. Hey Matt.
1: Hey Joy, how are you today?
0: I'm fabulous Matt. We always start with me so I think today we should start with you. What is going on in the world of Matt?
1: Well you know uh, reflecting on our guest today uh, it really made me pause and the reason this podcast was probably even uh, created in the first place because of my concerns about workforce development. I was going through a leadership class and every month it didn't matter what the vertical market was, the industry was, it all circled back to: we have enough talent to fill the seats that are necessary to be effective companies. And so, workforce retention and development was is near and dear to me. This podcast exists because of it. So, I'm excited as heck to have these guests here today. But before we get there, anything new in your world we ought to know about with Joy and Junior Achievement?
0: Nothing too new here at Junior Achievement. We are, uh, you know, approaching the end of our fiscal year and just doing what we do best, getting volunteers into these spring classrooms. And um, yeah, that's nothing new, all the same.
1: That's absolutely okay, isn't it?
0: (laughs) You know what? It does feel good sometimes. But on a personal level, uh, baseball. Baseball is, we just started that. We did the travel ball thing this year, so we're into that. And kind of along those lines, I noticed in the greater Dubuque area, Dyersville, they kind of announced today this possible expansion of the Field of Dreams. And so – Thought very very uh, interesting that we have the two of you on today. Uh, We have Nicholas Hockenberry and Mandy Dolson up in the Dubuque area. And so, um, Matt, you want to start with the first question? Do you want me to start? Where are we going? Go right ahead. You're on a roll. All right, all right. So, Mandy, we'll start with you, and maybe we'll go back and forth. Same questions. Um, Tell me, what is your current role? What are you currently doing? Um, And how did you get to where you're at right now? Sure.
2: Great. Thank you. So, a little bit about myself. I actually started my career in human resources about 10 years ago and um, started as a recruiter um, working for one of the local staffing companies here in the Dubuque market and really got to know the the Dubuque businesses and um, just kind of learn about the different businesses and their employment needs. Um, After doing that, I came to work for Greater Dubuque Development in 2017 for about a year as a workforce solutions coordinator so similar to the role i'm in today i was here for about a year um, and actually got relocated out of the community so we moved to central illinois my husband and i so moved around a couple times and during those positions held different hr positions um, in my career so recruiting and um, most recently was an hr manager for our local manufacturer so I've got, got some good good hr background Um, And then I just recently joined Greater Dubuque Development again in September of 2021 as one of two directors of Workforce Solutions. So in my role, I work with our HR practitioners in, in the Greater Dubuque area, meet with them to uncover what challenges and opportunities are they having when it comes to um, workforce. So when it comes to recruiting, retaining, and training their workforce, trying to uncover those challenges that they're having, and I'm bringing that back to to Nick to work on the programming side of things. So I'll let him explain that to you here a little bit about about his role. Um, And then I also do a lot with our colleges and college outreach. So a lot of what I do is going, getting out, talking with our college students and um, showing them the opportunities that exist here in our market through accesstobejobs.com, which is where our um, local employers are posting their job opportunities. So if anybody out there is looking for a job right now, whether it's a part time job, whether it's a full time job, internship something while you're in school, after graduation, whatever it may be. It's a great website to go to check out the different career opportunities that exist right here in our market.
0: That sounds like a lot of roles, a lot of responsibilities within one role, to be honest. <laughs>
2: you must be a busy, busy girl. It is. You know, it's, it's good. It's a lot of fun. Um, the AccessDVJobs.com site is a is a new site. Um, we just rolled out a, a new enhanced look with some new added features. So that's been keeping us busy and It was a great improvement from the previous site.
1: Awesome. And Nick, from a programming perspective, it sounds like you've got some slightly different responsibilities.
3: Yes. Yeah, certainly. So my side of the, the docket is really, as Mandy said, taking a lot of the input and feedback she's getting from our employers and working with our higher ed, as well as nonprofit partners to say, are you... Uh, aligning your programming to this need. And um, and from there, it's, do you have the resources you need to keep driving the, the people into that pipeline? Are there targeted population groups we need to be reaching out to? And how do we do that more effectively?
1: Would you, would you mind real quick, and as I'm sitting here and hearing what you're doing for your constituents, would you would you let our audience know what does the Greater Divuque Development Corp do?
3: Yeah, uh, everything. Uh, everything <laughs> so so greater Dubuque Development Corporation is our regional private nonprofit economic development firm So what is economic development it, it's defined probably a little differently for every office um, across the state of Iowa across the Midwest across the country but in in our context we work on really three main things and that would be, business services so that includes the national marketing thing trying to bring in new business but more importantly uh, responding to our existing businesses needs and so uh, dan uh, in our office heads that up that department up along with um, the business services vp um, jason white and really they're focused on 300 plus visits with existing businesses in our market and understanding their challenges and opportunities. Then it's Mandy and I and the workforce solutions side of things, which more and more is exactly what Dan and Jason are hearing from businesses, um, that they have workforce challenges, um, or in some cases, opportunities, because they're expanding in you know a new line where they need specific skills that we can hopefully create a program to, to meet. And then the other side of things is kind of the community development side. Um, and these are usually strategic initiatives. Or that's how we phrase them anyway. It's come up in conversations with employers who are our clients, things along the lines of child care. Is there work that we can help drive as uh, a private nonprofit, whether it's bringing the public partners together along with our, our major employers to solve that challenge, which is the access and affordability of childcare. care. Broadband's another major initiative that that our office has been involved in over over the past many years. Actually, um, going from just a couple of service providers offering high-speed internet in in the market to now over ten, um, and making sure that the infrastructure is being supported. So there are many more pieces in there, housing other other pieces like that, but. Those are the main, what I'll call our three, our three-legged stool here.
1: That's awesome. So I, I appreciate that overview of the Dubuque Development Corp. And you both describe what you're doing day to day. Um, As you both know, our target audience are high school students. And we thought it'd be interesting to weave into the interview today, a question from actually a local student up there at Dubuque Wallert. Um, So if you don't mind, listen to the question and give us what your answer is. I'm kind of curious. Hi Nick and Mandy, this is Lizzie Kahn from Wallert Catholic High School. I am interested in studying elementary education in college. I would like to know when did you determine your career path and how did you know it was the right fit for you?
2: All right, Nick, do you want to take it away?
3: Sure, I'll go go first here. Um, At what point did I determine my career path? So, I knew when I was in high school that I wanted to go to college. Um, so I kind of defined my high school career uh, with that in mind. I had no idea what I wanted to do in college. Um, before I went into college, I took a gap year, which I encourage any any high schooler to do. I joined... Um,
1: What's that? A,
3: a, break, a break between high school and college, but not sitting at home uh, at, on your parents' couch. So I joined the Montana Conservation Corps. So I did trail work um, for an eight month period, along with some weatherization of of low income housing. And um, it was a great experience. And I met someone out there who was a uh, anthropology major. And I learned about that. And when I uh, went to college the following year, I declared immediately, didn't know what I was going to do with that degree. So all of that is to say, use the time when you're in higher ed to explore different opportunities. Um, And I think one of the nice things about liberal arts colleges is that you're pretty well-rounded when you come out of them to apply to many different fields. So my first job out of school was, I was an office manager and insurance claims specialist for a mental health nonprofit. So first Part or full-time work I could get out of college. And I did that for a number of years. And um, that company I was working for was acquired and I lost my job. And then I, I had a friend who worked at Molo Plumbing. So I was a plumber for a good summer before I found my way into the economic development profession. So you'll, you'll find there are many changes in your career path, whether you like it or not.
0: If you could see the facial expressions through this podcast on my face right now, Matt, I'm not even sure I'm like blown away right now. Can you come have dinner with my children
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and give them a little talk?
1: Uh,
0: Absolutely amazing. And how I about just you, a little
2: something here today. Uh, uh, <laughs> isn't
1: that great? How about you, Mandy?
2: Yeah, sure. So I originally um, started college, went to University of Northern Iowa and started as an x-ray technician to be a radiographer and i got that idea because i met with my high school counselor and they said hey have you ever heard of this you'd be good at it so i went to UNI and i to to go into x-ray um and then after going through the program for a little bit i realized that i really didn't have a passion in that that wasn't something i was interested in so continue to take some health classes anatomy and physiology and biology i, I did have an interest in those And then after changing my major, I think I had seven declared majors throughout my college career. So changed my mind a lot of times, Um, but I ended up settling on secondary health education. So um, went through that program and did my last semester of student teaching. Actually went over to Naples, Italy and taught on on a Navy base over there. So that was a pretty cool experience. But while I was doing that, And unfortunately, it was the last semester of my college career. I realized I didn't really want to be a teacher either. Mm. So that happens, right? How are you supposed to know what you want to do until you actually get into it? Yeah. So it was a great learning experience for me. Um, But at that point, I I had my degree in my bachelor's degree in education. So I took that and um, actually moved out of Iowa, went down to Arizona and started working in higher education. So worked for a college down there as an academic counselor. And I was down there for about six years. And during that time, I went back to school to get my master's degree. I was able to get it for free since I was working for a university. So took advantage of that free education. Um, if anybody has student loans, I know how important that is. So while I was getting my master's in innovative leadership, I came across human resources and um, learned about that and kind of what it was and why a company culture is so important and how you shape that culture and and how you build trust with employees and how you engage employees. So realized, wow, this is really cool. This is something I want to do. So one, one little thing I did is I I learned about the HR field and I knew I wanted to get into HR, but I didn't know how to do it. At the time, I was working for a company of over 10,000 employees and I just went into the directory, and reached out to five HR managers, said, hey, you don't know me, I don't know you, but I want to be an HR manager. Would you be willing to sit down and, and chat with me? So I sat down with all five of them and just asked them, how'd you start your career? How did you get to where you're at? What's your day look like? So I could learn and not make the same mistake I did of getting, you know, going into fields that I didn't necessarily, wouldn't necessarily like. And three out of those five Managers that I was meeting with told me they all started in recruiting, which is a part of HR. So shortly after, um, um, about six years after living in Arizona, I moved back to Iowa and knew that I wanted to start my career in HR. And where did I started at? In recruiting. And that really was kind of my gateway into human resources. And most recently prior to joining Greater Dubuque Development um, I was an HR manager and wore a lot of hats so got to experience everything that that comes along with HR Um, and then this position with Greater Dubuque Development opened up and it was a great way for me to use my my HR experience and knowledge that I've gained throughout the years so long story short I guess um, it wasn't until I was in my late 20s that I knew what I wanted to do and I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and, and I kind of took some some different paths to get there. But I feel like I I finally figured it out. So after all these years, here I am, and this is where I should be.
0: Those two stories are just to me those blown away right now. And I have so many. I always have so many questions. I can't decide which one I want to ask first. But surrounding um, HR is a little bit of my background. So surrounding culture and company culture, and you spoke to that a little bit. I want to ask both of you in your current positions. What's fun about your job? What's interesting? I think the kids, you're busy all the time and you're doing a lot of task oriented things that are making huge improvements. But what do you do to have some fun and make it interesting and wanting to go into work every day from that perspective?
2: Part of the the fun thing about my job is I'm out talking with college students and I'm trying to show them the opportunities that exist here in our Dubuque area. Um, So just recently, we had a career fair where we had over 70 employers participate in that career fair to show our local college students the opportunities that exist here. You know, in order for our businesses to be successful, we need people to work those jobs. And so we want our college students to see all the opportunities that exist here um, in Dubuque. So I get to interact with our college students. I get to interact with our businesses and, you know, really helping people um, find jobs in our market and, and hopefully they'll decide that they love Dubuque so much that after graduation, they decide that they want to stay here in our area.
3: Yeah, um, there are a whole host of reasons to come in, um, come into this office in the morning. And I think part of it is, as Mandy reflected, we do a lot of different things and our day-to-day can be very different from one day to another. You know, when I was describing what economic development offices do, I think one of the most important aspects of it is we're kind of a connector between very different parties. So the public sector and the private sector. And when it, when it comes to our work and workforce, what that can mean is there are programs out there that are funded by federal dollars to create workforce, but how do you actually find a person that's going to be positively impacted by that program and connect them with an employer. Going out there on the on the street, talking with the employer about what they need and then finding that person, that can be really gratifying in the end and gives you a lot of opportunity to do the high level thinking stuff down to the communicating one-on-one with a person about what they might wanna do with their life. So yeah, the variety I think has a lot to do with why it's it's fun to come into the office.
0: You never know what you're going to get. Life's like a box of chocolates. Your day's like yes. a box of chocolates. Is that what it
3: is? Yes. Yeah. And I, and I don't like coconut. So every once in a while you get a
1: bad piece.
0: And you just um, move on to the next one.
1: Exactly.
0: Hope right? oh, for
2: that caramel.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, so I, I'd be curious as a follow-up then that I guess you could say neither of you necessarily would post high school thought you'd be sitting in this seat at this moment if you could reflect back and look at yourself, are there maybe some classes or experiences that you pr- wish you would have had a little sooner to prepare, prepare, prepare you for what you're doing today? Well, I'll go first on this one. Um, and I, I was thinking
3: about this the other day because I was working on an advisory group for a high school department. And it was interesting to hear how they map out the career path. And, you know, you think in eighth grade that you want to be an engineer, you need to follow this pathway. And in the conversation, it was really clear that that might be the ideal scenario, you know, this map. But there are so many off ramps that I'm aware of now that the student may not be. You know, they could find that they don't, they may want to be an engineer right now, but there's a an amazing opportunity to go into HVAC and a trade that is in high demand right now takes less schooling and then you could end up in the um, in the employment sector much quicker, making a very good living. And so for me, it was if I was back in high school now, um, I might have liked to know about this job because I can tell you I didn't I didn't really know what this job was or what economic development necessarily was. So more experiences to interact with employers. And I think our schools are much better at it now than um, maybe they were uh, when I was there or I just wasn't tuned into it. Um, so I would encourage you know, any high school student to take advantage of a job shadow that's out there so that they can decide what they don't like most importantly uh, as they're on their journey as you heard it can be a long journey to find what you really like but you got to try a bunch of stuff
2: yeah for me i would just say you know look at different opportunities that are out there Um, as nick said there are a lot of opportunities and it can sometimes be difficult to find those but talk with your teachers and and talk with the faculty at the schools and, and see what opportunities are out there. Um, you know, when I was in, in college, I got involved in different student organizations, um, being the president of uh, some on-campus organizations, and that was really helpful. That helped build my confidence. Um, I was able to network with different students and meet some friends that I'm still friends with today um, and just learned about leadership skills. So look for those opportunities to get involved. And then just one other thing that that I wish I would have done a little bit differently during my high school career is I wish I would have taken my my high school classes a little more seriously. Um, you know, I was I was attending school. I got good grades, but I'll be honest. I went I went to high school for the social aspect. I liked seeing my friends every day and um, you know talking with them and hanging out in the hall. Um, but I wish I would have. Taken a little. Wish I would have taken my classes a little bit more seriously. listened to my instructors a little bit more, and maybe that would have helped me find my career path a little bit sooner than than I found it. So, uh,
1: I think a lot of people would echo that, Mandy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm like,
0: wait, I thought I that's what high school is for. <laughs> was for. Was supposed to be a social thing. <laughs> Same page. So, one of the questions I like to ask because it's it's been huge and impactful for me, and even still to this day, is uh, mentors and mentorship. And, you know, along your road, who have been some significant people, family members, professional, personal, whatever it may be that have, you know, maybe lit that fire underneath you or just given you some type of inspiration um, and helped you along to get where you're at right now?
2: Yeah, I'll go ahead and take that one. So in my career, I've had no problem just randomly reaching out to people. Like I mentioned earlier, I just out of a company of 10,000 people, I emailed five people that had no idea who I was and just said, hey, I want to I want to be like you when I grow up. How do I get there? So I have no problem doing that. I actually did that once in college, reached out to a professor and said, hey, you know what? I'm thinking maybe I want to be a professor someday. It was a home economics instructor, believe it or not. See, I told you I was all over the place. I had lots <laughs> of declared majors. Um, but I reached out to him and said, would you be willing to, to sit down and meet with me? And I think there were probably over 300 people in, in that class. So he didn't know my name. He didn't know who I was, but I sat down, met with him and ended up, it turned out we were from the same town, which was about three hours away from, from Cedar Falls. So, you know, not, not mentioning anybody specifically, but just don't be afraid to reach out to people, make those connections and they can help you network and meet other people who could help you along your career as well. And you never know when those when you'll meet those people again in your life. Just recently, I told you I reached out to those, those five managers, and that was over 10 years ago. Um, one of them just resurfaced, and we just um, communicated regarding a different matter here a, a few months ago. So it's crazy, and, and they're living in Arizona, and I'm in Iowa. So it's crazy how, you'll, how people will cross your paths again.
3: Yeah, I'll build off what Mandy said there, um, collect connections. Um, because you never you never know when it's the right connection. And so for me, I interviewed for a, another office manager job at the economic development office in the city of Dubuque, um, and I did not get the job. And then four years later, um, I got a call from that same person who I maintained the relationship um, who is the former economic development director for the city of Dubuque. Um, and he let me know that he had just opened up a brand new economic development office in Jackson County, just south of Dubuque, and was a year in and things were going well. And they were looking to hire an assistant who he could train to be the director someday. And sure enough, that was my my entree into economic development kind of set me off um on my career path there. Um, but even along the way there, I made connections, people in my personal life found my way into professional life. So collect your connections and also make sure that you don't ever burn a bridge that you might need later. Mandy said that she ran into another person in the HR community that from many years ago. Luckily, she had a good relationship with that person because sometimes they pop up and you don't have a good relationship with them. So that's always important to remember.
1: So uh, I'd be curious. We've been talking a little bit about your individual careers, how you got there. We'd be remiss if we didn't at least tee up for you both. We heard about a job career fair, 70-ish plus companies attended. Are there other initiatives Greater Dubuque Development Corp is tackling soon that our students ought to know about? Yeah,
3: well, I do want to highlight um, something for our Dubuque community of Dubuque schools um, students to think about, and that would be uh, the Vertex program. And it's kind of a brand name for an initiative that does exactly what Mandy and I kind of mentioned, which is give you exposure to area careers. And that can mean a lot of things It could be in teachers inviting um, employers in to talk about what they do or what they create at their company, all the way to a paid internship um, in your junior or senior year. And it gives you a lot of opportunities to do exactly what we said. Try something out. See if you want to be an architect. Um, And if you find that you dislike that, see if you want to look at nursing. There are some great opportunities out there. Take advantage of the fact that employers are looking for you. They're looking for you and trying to catch your eye um, to bring you in. So that's a, that's a great initiative that's happening right now. And then when you start looking, if you are looking at uh, a higher ed degree, i encourage you to consider um, the Dubuque area schools that there are. Um, we have our own Regents University, a uh, big state university in our area at University of Wisconsin-Platteville some great programs, as well as our four-year schools here in, in the city of Dubuque, and an incredible community college that could give you a middle skill that you could find a, a high-demand career from right away. Um, so there's this really is a destination for your employment goals. But I think more and more, it's a pretty cool place to live. And sometimes you might need to leave to um, realize that. I know Mandy and I both. Have left the Dubuque market and come back to the Dubuque market, so we can attest it is cooler than you might think right now.
1: <laughs> Anything else, Mandy, that you wanted to make sure as our listeners were hearing about?
2: I would just say you know, kind of echo exactly what Nick mentioned there, and um, there are jobs here in in our market, you know, good paying jobs that that you can make a good living at. So. Check out those opportunities, um, talk with employers about the opportunities that they have, network with with people, and you can always check out the jobs at access2bjobs.com to to see what's out there.
0: Is there anything else that we haven't asked you? Matt, do you want to, there's usually a question at the end that you ask.
1: Well, normally the question I do like to ask, we'll, we'll use this as a wrap up here, is Mandy, Nick, you're 16 years old, you're sitting around, mom and dad are probably saying, study, 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 focus, focus, focus. What is it that you would specifically look at yourself and say, hey, I wish I would would start doing this, keep doing this, and stop doing this as a 16-year-old?
3: Well, I'll, I'll go first. Maybe it's not very specific, but um, I think even at 16, I was thinking that the world was pretty small, and you didn't quite know. You know. You thought you had to pick your career or your job or figure that out right then. Um, or you had to charge forth into the unknown and uh, and that was scary too. And I would just uh, if I could speak to myself or, t- or tell myself some some sage words of advice, it would be it's somewhere in between there. You're gonna take a shot and you may not like where you find yourself, but you can always change. Um, and whether that's your setting, go to a different city um, or a different job or, um, hang out with different people. Um, it, it, there are a lot of changes that are going to happen in your life. And from 16 to 18, you probably won't remember a lot of the crises that you thought you had back then. Um, so opportunity is ahead of you.
2: Yeah. And I think I'll just kind of echo what I've already said. I wish I would have taken my classes and, um, just kind of my future a little bit more seriously at the time. I was just more concerned about, you know, what did my friends think, or what what was I doing Friday night um, versus thinking about college and in my future career? Obviously, you want to have fun, you want to hang out with your friends and and do all of that because that's fun and that's important. But wish I would have spent a little bit more time studying, um, because it would have just made my college experience and even my professional career a little bit easier. Um, so think about the long term, um, not just always that what's going on on Friday or Saturday night. Think about In in three or four or five years when I want to start my career, what's that look like?
1: Mandy, I know many of us can relate to that. So um, I I appreciate you making that statement because we've been there and hopefully our students and our listeners are uh, hearing that and, you know, hopefully adjusting a little bit. Maybe they need to pivot or they're already doing it. And they're going to be my boss someday. So we appreciate both you being on a real piece of work. And we appreciate Lizzie from uh, Dubuque Wallert with the question she brought in today. And we look forward to hearing about all the great things Greater Dubuque Development Corp is doing for your region. Thank you very much for being here today. Thanks, Thank
2: you. you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Andy.
1: So, Joy, the impetus of this podcast, many ways, again, is workforce development that got my wheels turning about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and here we are today talking to a couple of folks that live it and breathe it every day. What do you think? Anything stand out?
0: Just to your point that you just said, I think it's so very relevant to junior achievement and what we're doing here because the three foundational pillars that we that we look to achieve, right, or we talk about our financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship, but really what we're trying to do with the kids or we're trying to make the impact is when they uh, when they leave college, if a college is the choice that they choose, right? We want them ultimately to find a career that they like. We want them to p- pre- be able to provide for themselves or their family. And we want them to be community, community-minded citizens. And so I think exactly what both, um, both Nick and Mandy are doing is just that um, they're just that that additional reinforcement to our K through12 programs they're adding on to that at the end and, and showing the youth and showing the community what there is out there and so I just think it's a perfect tie-in and everything that they said really hit me hit me hard today so
1: 100 agree and I just reflect on the fact leaving high school leaving college that uh, their jobs I I can confidently state weren't even jobs they weren't a focus in communities uh, so the the creation of a workforce development position is something that, in high school, it would have been like, how do I get ready for that? Well, guess what? That is a job today. And for you listeners out there, there's jobs tomorrow. that are going to be out there that we don't even know how to trade for yet. So you learn to pivot, you take your education and apply it the best you can and probably do a little more continuing education along the way to get you ready for whatever that job is that's still out there waiting to be fulfilled. So it's been great. Looking forward to the next one with you, Joy.
0: Me too, Matt. I'll be thinking of you all tomorrow. I'll bring you cookies. (laughs) Oh, wait, are you recording that? Is that a take?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's recorded.
0: Oh, man.
1: Melissa's like, prove you're eating cookies at work.